This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time to step up to the plate with Jim, Steve, Fish, and former two-time Gold Glover World Series champion, Benji Molina. A swing and a miss, and that's the winner! That's the winner! A World Series winner for the Cardinals! Right there that is! In the left field, hit number 3,000, a run to start! Smith, courts one into right down the line, it may go! Hello, Cardinal fans. Welcome to the Monday morning edition of Two Birds on a Bat, your St. Louis Cardinals fan podcast, brought to you, of course, from the patio studios and our good friends at InnovativeCompanies.com. Don't forget to check out the wonderful company ran by our good friends Randy and Stephanie Green. Whether it's residential, commercial, or industrial, Innovative Companies is where you need to be. InnovativeCompanies.com, 35 years experience, second generation craftsman, more importantly, a man of his word. Check out our good friend Randy Green. Uh want to welcome in my good pal, Steve-O. Steve, it's about time to get Randy back in studio. He's seen enough baseball games now to tell us if he's glad, happy, sad. I am back. Okay, so you're on there. So, yeah, um, yeah we've seen enough games to make an assessment, I think. Uh, I, I, we're still a week away from when I said I would, you know, we need a month. But yeah. uh, we're, we're close. I mean, I'm not sure what you're going to uh, bitch about at this point, right? I mean, I'm sure you can find something. I'm going to still bitch about the weather because it's snowing Well, that's here. what I'm going to I have nothing else to bitch about. Okay. No. I'm just making sure we're I, on the I same s- page. No, we're a week away. We're going to have some – we'll have another homestand on the weekend. We'll have a week – and we're going to get a Cubs in, so we're going to have a couple series against Milwaukee, which we should have dominated, which we didn't, but whatever. And then um, we're going to play the Cubs – so then we're going to move on. So we'll see what happens. Um, you know, I, you're going to bitch about the weather. I'm going to bitch about the weather. You know who's not bitching about the weather un- oh until he comes gosh. in town because yeah. we got to hear about it. Let's welcome in on the M4Bayati.com hotline the man with the great weather right now, Benji Molina. What's going on, bud? What's going on, guys? Hold on. Let me get let me get my swimsuit, you know. Oh, um, here we yeah. go. Hey, was that you jumping in the pool? Was that a can, was, was that a can opener or a cannonball we heard in the background? Oh, it's a kind of bomb, man. Let's not talk about that. But hey, I'll, let me get let me get my shade, you know, out because man, it's burning my freaking seventy-seven uh, here. Let me get my shade. Yeah, out. nine o'clock in the morning now, for you. Now, now let's do the show. Let's do the show. Now. Okay, I knew let's you'd ready. We, you're gonna take a picture of you laying on a raft doing the show sometime. Speaking of bombs, how about the ball your brother hit this weekend? And I mean, I told him. That's not the biggest home run he's ever hit. He's hit a couple big ones, but I'm here to tell you, that's the farthest ball he's ever hit. Gee, many Christmas. I, I, I want to ask Bemo on that. I, to me, it looks like he's doing something different at the plate. He's letting it try. It's getting. It seems like it's getting deeper in on him. Well, and I think we're starting to see some results I, on that. So, I think he's hunting. Fa- I, to me, 
And again, I've, I've brought this up numerous times. I've, because listen, there's something to it. You, you see a lot of guys who are okay hitters and then all of a sudden they have this resurgence and they become like Daniel Murphy's the one that comes to mind for me. And he says, yeah, you know, I worked on this and this and this, but more importantly in the mental part of the game, you know, the guy looked, I, I remember this like it was yesterday, listening to the conversation, you know, he's like, listen, the, the hitting guy I started working with um, said, hey, what pitch do you hit the best? And I said, well, you know, middle end fastballs. He says, well, do you go up to the plate looking for middle end fastballs? He said, well, no. I mean, you know, they're up there trying to throw me this and throw me this, throw me this. And he's like, okay. Well, okay, if, if you don't get a middle-end fastball, then you got a battle, but you're going to get them, so don't miss them. So how do you not miss them? Go up there looking for them. So it looks to me like Yachty's hunting. Now, what happens when you hunt pitches like that? Occasionally, you, you know, you, you're going to strike out because you're going to swing at some bad pitches because you're going to think in certain counts you're going to get it and you don't get it. But that's what pitching in the major leagues is about. That's what they have up there. They pitch backwards in counts. But that's what it looks like to me. What what are you thinking? Because it he is without a doubt crushing some baseballs. I think it's all confidence too, man. I think well, he yeah. said he's, he's right. You know because he started off hot, right? The first at bat, you hit a home run in the season. I mean that gets you a really really good confidence boost to to keep going, right? I mean I think that's what started everything. Uh, I think he's he's taking less. Um, Less power swings. I don't know if you guys remember last year he was swinging really hard sometimes uh, or many times he was swinging really hard. I think these times he's just making sure he hits it out front. He's trying to get the bat hit on the ball out front, and it's working for him. He's realized that he haven't, he doesn't have to swing that hard to, to get those balls that far. If you guys notice that swing that he got on that way out ball in Cincinnati, I, I, I don't even think that was one of his hardest swings all year. I think it was a, a nice swing, of course. You have to have a nice swing. I'm, if you guys know Yadi and you've seen him before, you know how he swings hard, like really hard, and sometimes out of control. And this time he just took a nice swing, got the head out, and that ball just went, man. Wow, that was a pretty swing. But many of these guys, when, once they realize, I don't have to swing hard. All I have to do is get that bad head, uh, uh, you know, the head of the bat out there, man, and we're good. We're in business. So they're realizing that right now. I think it's more, it's more confidence too, you know? Yeah, I, you know, again, he's, if any, you know, not that Yachty has many doubters here. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of, you know, we still have some people out there really concerned with, you know, taking care of him. You know, he doesn't need to be playing this much. Well, <laughs> well I was surprised he he played yesterday. Don't you think? I mean, I mean. I, I why? Don't why, why are you? Are you yeah, why I, I surprised. I'm not surprised. I mean, if he said it, he <laughs> said it, he said it to me. He said it all the years. Um, if you're you're the manager, you made the lineup. You sit him down. Then, if you don't want to hear about it, sit him down. You don't have to ask for permission. You're the manager. Sit down. That's it. You got the day off today. But why don't they do it? Because he loves to play, and he's healthy enough to play. Don't you? If you're the manager and you have a catcher and you're trying to take care of him, okay, that's fine. That's great. But if you have a catcher that is willing to say, no, no, Mike, I'm good to go, man. If Yadi Molina tells me he's good to go and we have this game up here and he's telling me he's great to go, what the heck am I going to sit him down for? Yeah, I'm you know not. what I'm saying? No. It doesn't get – I know we're trying to, to get um, – 
to get him more days off. And I mean, it makes sense. I got my days off. Uh, but for Yadi, it might not work because Yadi, I don't know why, but he, he's ready to go, man. He, he's been used to playing this much. He's been used to, he's shown the people he can play this much. The time that he got hurt was something like concussion where you cannot control or something like that. But if I have a center fielder like Trout or somebody and he tells me, Mike, I don't want a day off. I'm good to go, man. Let's go win this game today. I, I, I'm not going to sit him down because I believe he needs a day off. No, I mean, you, you as a manager, you have to pick that up. You have to know when when to put the foot down and, you know, you see him and he's struggling a little bit or he, you see him uh, dragging a little bit in the field and you think that this is a good opportunity. Well, do it. Do it. You don't have to ask for permission. But if you're going to go ask Yadi, he's never going to say, sit me down. He's going to tell you, I'm ready, man. Let's go win this game. Yeah. Yadi has the mentality of win today, guys. Win today. Win today. Forget about yesterday. Forget about tomorrow. You, we have to win today. And what that means is when I wake up and if my legs are great and my body feels awesome, uh, my back is great, my arm is good, my mind is set up to go, why do I need to sit down? Why? I, that's, uh, that's his mentality. I'm not setting him. I'm, 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 I don't care. I am, and let me tell you why. Because the money man in me says, I get it. I can't worry about yesterday. And I gotta live for today, but eventually you gotta save a little money for tomorrow. Well, let me tell you when you can and, sit and him then. Let me tell you when you can sit him then. You know when you can sit him? What's that? You can sit him at the end of the year when you're not in nah, the playoffs. Nah, that's He's not playing. how you. That's not. That's well, you not think how you whatever work. you want. You think whatever you want. Against He's gonna play 142 games for me. He's gonna play 100. He's playing 125 to 130 for me. Well, in that case, then you sit him down. I would have. I would have sat him yesterday. I mean, it's it's Cincinnati. Yeah, you, you had he had a shot. He he had everybody else that he rested throughout the weekend. I think he had a yeah. shot yesterday. And now, what might play into effect? They might get a, a a cold out tonight. They did rest him last week. They rested him the day before they started the Cincy series. What I mean, what do you mean? He didn't play in the day game against Milwaukee. I know, but you get him another one. No, oh, you got You got to have him three games in Chicago, right? <laughs> and he will. Yeah. yeah. And then he's going to take a day and off. He and then he's, gonna, play, he's going to take Thursday that's off. Right? That, listen. But that's what I'm trying to say, guys. If you're the manager, you do it without asking because he ain't going to sit. Yeah. I, w- would you have said him? And I wouldn't have said him. But you know why? More important, I think. Uh, you have to find a spot because who's pitching. Right? I mean, if he's a catcher. If he's an infielder, you're okay. You can do whatever you want. But. As a catcher, he's your best. And here comes Carlos Martinez, the last day in Cincinnati. You have an opportunity to win four games. You're not saying that, that Pena cannot catch him. You're saying that Yadi gives you a better chance, and he's telling you he's okay. I'll put him in. I, I'm, uh, I don't like – I like Yadi playing 140. He can't do it. He's showing it that he can do it. It's not like uh, somebody else that you can say, no, man, he have not never played 140, ever. Yaddy has shown it that he can do it, and he's in good shape, and he's doing all right. So if you want to give him a day off, there's nothing wrong with that, too. But you have to give him a day off. You know what I'm saying? As a manager. No, I agree. Put it in the line. You know, but he ain't going to do it if he's going to ask you. Steve, if I go ask you, you want to sit down today, buddy? I'm going to tell me, yeah. I'm a a healthy scratch in 40 and over men's league today. It's cold out. 
I'm a healthy scratch. Matter of fact, I don't even want to show up to the game today. But on that note, I think Mike did a good job this weekend of giving some guys some playing time and some at-bats and moving some guys around, and you were still able to to get all four games as wins, right? So not too bad. Yep, yep, big time. That was that was that was huge for us. I know a lot of people. We we had this talk, Steve. A lot a lot of people say, "Oh yeah, still the Reds." And blah 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 blah. Yeah, you you think the Red Sox don't want to beat up on Tampa? Listen, or, or, I, I, or whoever. Well, you're com- you're you're stealing my thunder it's here because we're going to talk about this. You're stealing my thunder because we are going to talk about this because it pisses me off. The, the the well, it's the red. I feel like I'm watching a triple A team. Well, number one, they're they're going to win sixty games. Yeah. Okay. So they're not going to go. Well, what they've won two, so they're not going to go two and one hundred and sixty. I promise you. Okay. They've beat the Cubs. It's a big league team, bro. It's a good <laughs> team. It's a good lineup. They might not have the pitching, but if you see the Reds, who the hell? Peraza, Peraza, he can hit 300 hitter. They got Suarez. They got freaking Hamilton who can mess up a game at any moment. They got Botto. They got freaking Duval who had 100 RBIs and 30-plus home runs last year. They have uh, Jeanette at second base, which had four home runs against us last year, and he's a good player. They got a gold glove catcher. What the hell are you talking about? You know, not you, Jimbo. I'm saying yeah. whoever. Yeah, what the hell are you talking about their Triple A team? Fuck that. I mean, hell with that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think you're right, though. The bottom line is these games count just as much as any other game. You face the Yankees, you face the Red Sox, you face the Cubs. They all count the same. You have to win these, okay? If yes. you can go 750 against these teams and you only go 500 against the Cubs, you got a hell of a season. Win the games you should win, and that's what they did. They yes, went sir. out and played the game, and and mind you, played them pretty well up until. I mean, I know we we had a little scare yesterday, um, with when it got late. I liked what they did the day before when they added the runs. They kept adding runs, kept putting it on them. The the thing, but, the, but not every day it's like that though. Right, but the only thing that concerns me is it seems like we are scoring runs early. And then we, you know, the sixth through the ninth inning, it doesn't seem like we score enough. And that's where that's where you get paid. Those two out RBIs in the seventh and eighth inning, that's what gets you paid, right? It's hard to get two out RBIs when you're worried about your OBP and taking pitches. Yeah. That's my problem with this whole thing. And you know it's my problem with it, you know. But then again, sooner or later somebody's got to get a hit. Unless everybody's going to walk, and then you're going to walk in some runs, which we've done that. I don't like taking, I don't like taking fastball down the middle myself, and I'm with you on that. I think uh, if they were looking fastball, if a guy throwing 98, 99, like we saw in the the Reds, has a bunch of kids throwing 97, 98, um, I, I I cannot find myself taking a fastball if I'm looking for it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's hard to say look for slider. No, it's you have to be on the fastball at all times, and and sometimes you might guess, you know, sometimes the little good hitters they do it, you know, like a two-one count, they're looking for a slider because he did it two times to somebody else. Maybe he'll do it to you, so you you put your head, you doubt yourself, and you put second guessing yourself, and you put it in the back of your head. Okay, he might throw a slider here because he did it twice, and then all of a sudden you get a fastball right cookie down the middle, and you're like, ah, shoot, I should have stayed in the freaking fastball mode and and you know those things happen man i've been there well, i've that's... been there when, even with even with moyer 
you know how hard Moyer threw at the end of his career. Sixty-four. You're looking change up. I would look. I would look change up, change up, change up. All of a sudden, I see this fastball going at 79, 80 miles per hour, <laughs> and he blew it by me. I'm like, how the hell did he do that? But it's because you put yourself. You know, you start second guessing a little bit. I mean, well, I can see that, but all the time, no. Well, that's called sitting on a pitch. I mean, you know, and that's. Uh, you have numbers on pitchers. They have tendencies. They get in routines. The great ones don't become predictable. They be they're unpredictable. And you know, I, again, anybody. I don't think people understand how hard it is to hit. You have to guess a little bit. I mean, you've got to take an educated swing. I there, there's a lot of balls that are cream that were complete guesses, and they get it, and that's what happens. And when do pitch hitters look overmatched? When what? When they're sitting on a pitch, they're guessing, and they don't get what they're anticipating getting. And then the bat looks bad, right? I mean. And Jimbo, can I tell you something? Sure. Look, you can guess 100 fastball right down the middle. 100. Right down the middle. You know it's coming 100 times. And what? You might get 20. You might get 30 hits. And you're still a good hitter, 30 hits. Sure. Well, how many outs do you make? 70 outs. Seven D, seven zero, and you're seven zero out. You're an all star if you do that. You know, <laughs> yeah, and you know, you know that this freaking guy is throwing a fastball a hundred times in there, and you're still gonna be twenty five to thirty hits if you're a good hitter. Yeah, I, I'm trying to decide, you know what, uh, you know what we are. I, I you know. Tommy Pham's not taking fastballs down the middle. I, that guy gets a fastball. He's ripping. Yeah, and I, you know what? I was just – He need... lined out yesterday on a 2-0 fastball, and he was smiling. Yeah. You know, Perfect. I mean, he's chewing on him. That's that's what I'm talking about. I don't well, – and, and, and to go along with that, and I know that we're going to have that section, I, I think, uh, on Thursday with Moe's um, with some of the – these swing and miss rates. You know, Ozuna seems to be missing a lot of them and, and not – it, and I don't know if he has a pitch recognition coming out, but he's missing a lot of these balls out of the zone for obvious reasons. But free swing in there, um, it, I don't know if he's looking fastball or if he's guessing something else, but uh, that's the thing that, you know, I'm taking away from this. Opposite of what Tommy Pham is, who also has like 14, 12 or 14 walks, and he's not missing that ball over the middle of the plate. Well, here's what I'll say, and again, I, you know, I – you can you are who you are, player, right? I mean, certain guys make a living off swinging big, hitting big, and missing big. Certain guys make a living off controlling the strike zone and, and laying off pitches and doing this. See, if you swing wild, you better be a 300, 310 hitter or 100 RBI guy plus or a 35-plus home run guy, 30-plus home run guy. I don't have a problem with that. I mean – if you swing big, and if you're a 300 hitter, and you're still a wall swinger. Check out Vladdy. You would have gone crazy with Vladdy, I guess. Yeah, Vladdy Guerrero Vladdy was. Yeah. He's only he in the Hall of Fame. Walks. He's only in the Hall yeah. of Fame. <laughs> At the end of his career, he might have taken walks better, but he didn't. He didn't most of the time. He never took many walks, but guess what? He was under 130, I mean, 330 average, 320. He was 100 and plus. RBIs every year, 100 runs. He was a 30-plus homer every single time. He was a, a gold-glove kind of guy. 
I mean, what the heck? I mean, if you do that, I don't care how many times you swing and miss. I, I really can't care less. Well, you know what I'm saying? But oh, yeah. if you are swinging and miss, and you hit 250, and then you don't you don't get to 20 home runs, you don't get to 15 home runs, then you don't even get to 40 RBIs. Then I have a problem with that. You know. Oh, yeah. Well, I want to get into um, a couple things um, that I want to get your opinion on, Steve-O's, and then I want to welcome in our, uh, our, our Art City uh, media member, Josh Porter. Josh, welcome to the show, bud. Hey, how are we doing, guys? Good. Um, going to have you uh, take a look here. I, I want to look at um, uh, when, we, you know, when I get done doing some of the intro stuff, I want you guys to start thinking about um, I'm going to put you all on the spot, all three of you, and I'm going to ask you this question, so I want you to start thinking about it. Is it time to to move Matt Carpenter back to leadoff. So start thinking about that. While you guys are thinking about it, I want to remind everybody to check us out at twobirdsonabat.com. It's the website, multiple things you can do there. Subscribe to the show completely free. Uh, do your shopping at Amazon. Helps us with our uh, production costs. You do your shopping there anyway. You click the thing, you're done with us. Click that banner, do your shopping. You're done with our website. Doesn't cost you anything extra. We get a small referral. You can listen to the shows if that's what you're doing there. But again, you can subscribe, which is the most important thing. Social media, uh, love for you guys to be a part of our conversations and jump in our jump in our, our nightmares or our celebrations sometimes, whatever the, the, the cause may be. Uh, find us, Two Birds on a Bat, on Facebook. That's our big ask, folks. That's the big one. Go to Facebook, type in Two Birds on a Bat, like our Facebook page. Then you're not done. Click invite your friends. Invite all your friends to like our page as well that are Cardinal fans. We'd like to have as many people involved in the conversation as possible. When it comes to Twitter, you can find us. We are at Birds on a Bat Show. Follow us on Twitter. If you're a Cardinal fan, we're going to follow you back. We want to know what you're thinking when it comes to the Cardinals, uh, good, bad, or indifferent. Instagram as well, Two Birds on a Bat Shows, where you can find us there. We'd love for you to follow us there. And, of course, uh, the new Facebook group, Birds on a Bat. Find it. Ask to join. If you're a Cardinal fan, we're going to let you in and jump in that conversation there as well. Happy to be a part of lineupmedia.fm, the fastest-growing podcast company on the planet. Now home to Yo Radio. Download it today. You're going to enjoy it. Um, they've got it out and rolling, so uh, check it out. That's Yo Radio. Uh, you'll find it uh, in the App Store and ready to go. You can listen uh, to what you want, when you want, and how you want to listen to it. So check it out, Yo Radio. And, of course, uh, again, our, our sponsors – we come to you from the Patios Studios, which, again, um, will be live this Friday from Patios, 12 to 2. Got the uh, the giveaways, uh, some, some Yadier Molina autographed memorabilia, Benji Molina autographed book, um, some of the, uh, you know, opportunities to, to, to meet Benji, talk to him. Um, we'll be there for two hours this Friday, 12 to 2. You must be present to win uh, the autographed memorabilia. Uh, come by and sign up for the... Green seats, which we will be giving away at the end of the uh, show two weeks from this Friday when the Cubbies are in town. We'll be back at patios again. So show up, sign up for those green seats. You're eligible to win all the uh, autograph memorabilia, of course. And again, special thanks to our friends at patios as we always come to you from Patio Studios and our live uh, sessions there as well. And again, innovativecompanies.com. Thanks for all you do for the show. That's Randy and Stephanie Green. Residential, commercial, or industrial, check them out today. Okay, gents, what do you think? Let me start with Josh. Josh, you go first on this one. Josh is a, uh, a writer for Art City Media. He's kind of been, uh, been following us around a little bit. I know he's uh, got some stuff in the hopper about a certain baseball family that he'd like to do a story on. I'll let you guess who that may or may not be. Um, really interested, does a great job for Art City Media. So uh, he's been joining us a little bit lately and, and – uh, Joining us for our live from patio shows that'll be on Fridays as well. So, Josh, let's start with you, sir. Um, All right. Is so it time to move him back? 
Yeah. Um, I know what the numbers say. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me at this moment, but I know what the numbers say at him batting leadoff. It looks great. Fowler, not so much. He hasn't panned out since he's been a Cardinal, in my opinion. They can walk. That's basically both of them. They can walk. Um, with Wong, how bad he is doing, I think it's like who, who would we put there then? If we don't have Carpenter, if we don't have Fowler and leadoff, who's, who's and Jer- the idea? Jerko's hurt. Jerko's hurt. I mean, uh, who would we put at leadoff if, you know, we don't put Carp there, if we don't put Fowler there? I would like to see Carp move back. As, I, I think this series with the Cubs is going to tell us everything. This series with the Cubs, you know, batting against, uh, what is it, Chatwood today, Lester tomorrow, and then Hendricks on, uh, Sat- uh, what is that, Wednesday? Um I think I think those, those these three games coming up are going to tell us a lot about our lineup, a lot about our pitching staff, especially the bullpen. Um, yeah, I I would I would say after this weekend, if things are trending in the same direction, then it's time. I give them one more series and then start flip flopping some people around. Can uh, while I go to Steve-O, I'm going to ask you to check out Matt Carpenter's numbers against John Lester career numbers. Steve-O, is it time to move Matt Carpenter back to leadoff? After what Tommy Pham did last two games, I knew you were going to go that route. As aggressive on the base pads. Mm-hmm. Now, now uh, I'm yeah. a little alarmed. No, no. He caught stealing, but you know me, I like to run. I know. Okay. Now he's going to have to get a better jump. He even got protected on one yesterday and didn't get, and didn't do very good. But he needs to choose his opportunities maybe a little bit better. Do you do Pham there? Well, I don't put I, Carpenter back in the leadoff. Matter of fact, Carpenter's hitting himself out of the lineup. And and that's what I kind of alluded to because I was going more off of position players as you were you know as opposed to lineup as far as who's going to play where because Wong's struggling, Jerko's hurt, Greg Garcia's our new Bambino right hitting a couple of bombs. Yeah. B- but to me, is he playing himself out of a position? Well, you know, Munoz obviously has his struggles. He might have to go down. He'll go down when and, Jerko and, comes off. Right. Bader's not going anywhere. Right. Exactly. So I'm starting to look at it. I'm going. Do you even have a spot? Because his, the reason why he's playing, is because all he does is hit. And when you're batting, what is it, one twenty-two? What's he batting? It doesn't here? matter. It doesn't matter because he's not very good. So one sixty. When you're batting one sixty, your glove doesn't play. Your base running doesn't play. So the only thing that that you're hanging your hat on is your fifteen million dollar salary. Right. Okay. To me, you're starting to play yourself out of. Uh, a, a guaranteed start it, every day. In my opinion, much I would agree, much easier conversation to have, and now you then you would have a real problem if Colton Wong was hitting his weight. So he's Absolutely. not either. So this is an issue. Benji, I'll go to you. Is it time to put Matt Carpenter back in the leadoff spot? Uh, I'm kind of leaning with with Steve-O a little bit because um, uh, I don't know if Carp is going to change in leadoff spot. I don't care how many numbers he had in the past. It's the way he's swinging today. Uh, what scares me? You might put him in the leadoff spot. He he might he might hit 500 five years in a row, but this year he doesn't look like a 500 hitter to me. So he might he might still struggle. Who knows? But I I don't know, man. I think it's uh, I would I would put him if I if I would do it I would do it because of the numbers, but I would still have in the back of my head like man he's not swinging good at all this year. So what am I gonna do? Plus. Another thing that I wanted to say was you guys just mentioned a good point. 
We have Wong not doing anything either. We have Fowler not doing much either. I mean, we have guys that are hitting one something. I mean, not not even 250, 240, 230. No. These guys, Wong is hitting 150. I know it's early, but, but man, it, 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 at what point is not too early, right? I mean, like, we got to wait one more week, right? Um, if it's still hitting 150 in a month, then you got to make a move. You got to do something. You got to get guys here that, that put the ball on play. You got to get guys here that, that, that do good, you know, that let's go compete. And, and then you got to count on Carpenter hitting 160, Fowler hitting 180. Um, it's only three weeks. I know that. And, and three hits will get you to 250 in one game. But the way they're swinging is what scares you, man. The way they're swinging the bat is the way it's what scares you. It's not necessarily the 180 because you know they're going to come out of it and finish at uh, you hope at a good average. But man, the way they're swinging, I don't know, man. It's really well, tough. And when you have three guys in your lineup, three, think about these: three guys out of seven, no, out of eight, three guys are hitting one, 180, 160, 150. Um, it, I don't know, man. We need to start making. We need to start making a notice, and we need to start thinking about what we got to do, man. When when these months go by and, and we see ourselves in this situation, we will have to find a way. We'll have to do something. Well, here's. I'm gonna give you my answer, and it's you know what I, the 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 people the numbers people will love this because people think I'm anti-number which certain numbers drive me crazy it's not the numbers as much as the theory behind the numbers that drive me crazy but I'm going to give you some numbers why it is time to move him back okay and I'm going to start I'm going to give you the numbers why it's time to move him back and then I'm going to give you the numbers why it's going to happen versus not happen okay they're very simple numbers guys okay these numbers are all that matters 291 and 391 those are the only two numbers that matter to move him back there, and that is his batting average in the leadoff spot and his OBP in the leadoff spot. And here's the thing, okay? Here's the thing. This is no small sample size. This is the other number, 2,191. That's plate appearances, okay? That, I'm sorry, that's at bats. 2,594 plate appearances. So this is no small sample size, okay? 291. And 391 off of. Well, I got a question. For hang you. on, let me finish, and then you can counter all you'd like. Because here's the other reason: when you look at those numbers, here's the reason why it's going to happen, and it's not going to go down the way we want it to go down. Because I agree with you. He looks to me like a guy who doesn't need to be playing. Because I didn't like he's a defensive genius. Although he's played a lot better. I mean, he's had an error here or there, and yeah, it is painful to watch him throw the baseball. But he's made some nice plays this year, whether you want to admit it or not. Okay, but here's the reasons why he's not coming out of the lineup. And I'm going to give you these numbers. You ready? You ready for these? $13,750,000 this year. Okay, $14,750,000 next year. And in 2020, $18,500,000. So guess what, folks? He's going to play. And while Colton Wong's been as bad as him, or he's been as bad as Colton, whatever you want to say, Guess who plays and guess who sets. All right. So, now, that being said, Benji, you obviously would like to counter, but go right ahead. No, I don't have anything to counter. I just got a question for you. Oh, okay, hit me. Do, do, you, <laughs> do, you, do you feel confident that he's still going to, because of your numbers, 
or are the numbers, do you still feel confident he's going to come out of it just because the numbers? Well, I, no, or do you I, feel I, like he's not swinging well today and the way he's playing today? It doesn't seem to me like he's just going to flip a switch and you're going to be a lead-up guy and you're going to be hitting, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Do well, you feel yeah. confident he's well, going to come out just because of the I, numbers? No, I, no. Here's what I do know, and this is why I think it's a no-brainer to do it. This is why, to me, it's a no-brainer. It's not like Dexter Fowler's doing really well and you're going to do something at the expense of someone else. Fowler's been awful, right? He has. Say what you want. He hasn't been good. You might as well flip him. Now, I'm not even saying I'd flip him. I would change. I would put Carpenter lead off. I'd bat Pham second. I'd put Jose Martinez third, Ozuna fourth, or I'd go Ozuna third, Martinez fourth, whatever you want to do. I'd flip that stuff around a little bit, and then I'd put Dexter maybe fifth, sixth, whatever you want to do. I don't really care. My point is, I think it's time to move him. I mean, we I, I, what are we what are we into this season? How many games? We're ten percent almost. Okay. Yeah. And you know, you hate to say it, but uh, you know, the no. Listen, there's a reason why the numbers are what they are. I, again, I'm not a big like, th- but this is not a small sample size. Oh, I get it. But here, let me let me tell you. Here's my counter. Okay. And this is a completely false statement, so I'm going to apologize up front. For the first 14,000 days that I was married to my wife, she's a lot better looking than she is for the last 200 days. Right? They get older. Hey, man, don't, I know. Don't I know. It's old. completely false. I get it. But. Listen, just because his first 25, his last 2,500 at-bats last year and before, he doesn't look like the same guy right now, okay? Now, I would would put him up in the two-hole. I don't want to move Fam out of one. you got to have a guy in the one that makes something happen. And at that, can you fix maybe his, his... his take ratio, maybe if Fam's running, maybe you get a little bit better swing. He's a left-handed batter. He might be able to get that get that little hide from the catcher just a little bit more, right, that one extra half step. Maybe I move him up into the two-hole. I'm not putting him at leadoff if I have Fam doing what Fam is going to do. You can go the Fowler time, three. They're gonna, the only time they're going to put him right now is like Jimbo said because of those little numbers. Well, they Jimbo were big numbers. You know those those numbers that he hits better in leadoff. I mean, so that's what one of the main reasons he they probably going to put him in there. But I don't know if I feel confidence on on the way he's swinging about this year. I don't know if it's going to make a difference on leadoff or not. I want to. I want him to start hitting. Tell me where I can put you, buddy, and then you can start hitting for us. I I get that. I mean, anywhere, anybody. Well, but I don't know. I don't see it. I don't see it happening, man. I don't. He's struggling, man. Isn't that kind of my point? I mean, uh, don't you have to try something? I mean, I, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I agree. You, you got to try something. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at with it now. You know what it? What I see is to this point, and again, talk about the the change in culture and all that kind of stuff, and and you know maybe the Cardinals are like. We're going to stick with it. We're not going to, you know, we're, we're going to give it a bigger sample size and see. But I've, I, I, I've seen enough. That, this is me personally. You need to start thinking about Wong. You need to start thinking about Jericho when, when he comes back. You need to start thinking about what you're going to do with these spots because 
we cannot keep having those at bats on three spots in our eight people lineup. You're battling a game right now, this moment. We are battling a game with five guys. I'm not taking anything away from Juan. I'm not taking anything away from Fowler and Carp. I mean, I love those guys, and I, I wish they could be hitting 330 right now myself. I wish because they'd be helping our club, right? I mean, I would love to have that. I'm just saying the way they're swinging and the numbers right now, uh, we cannot have that five guys going at the Cubs instead of instead of eight. Uh, and I'm not saying you have to be a 330, but but not one not 100, not, not below 200. Uh, it's gonna be hard. We have to start thinking what are we gonna do, or who's gonna who's gonna play or who's not or whatever. But we're gonna have to have start thinking pretty soon. When you said Jimbo, like a month, you know, we're gonna have to start. Don't thinking. we? Don't we kind of know what's gonna happen when Jerko comes back, though? I mean, if the way that things are rolling, I mean, you gotta think Carpenter's gonna go to second, and you know, Jerko's gonna start at third base. We'll see how the lineup pans out after that. Well, but how, how is Jerko hitting? Well, well I, I mean, mean what he had ten at bats before he went to the DL. Something like something he's hitting five hundred. <laughs> Oh okay. Yeah, I just wanted to. I just wanted to find out. I just. I, I didn't know. Yeah, I. But but yeah. just wanted to know. Back to back to Carp though. I mean, we talk about mentality though, and you think his approach. I don't think his approach has changed all that much from lead off to three hole. Like I, I thought you know going into the three hole spot this year with Ozuna, Ozuna uh, behind him giving him some protection. You know, thinking oh he might not take that first pitch fastball right down the middle and you know, being a little bit more aggressive instead of taking more pitches, but he hasn't changed his his approach at all. I mean, but moving back to, to leadoff, do you think that's, you know, his mentality is obviously going to change. He, he feels comfortable. There, that's got to be a thing with him, with Carpenter, is his We, his we will only find out, Josh. Yeah, it, it, that's, that's the only thing the I want to touch up right on now. is the mental aspect of this game. I mean, it – People try to sit here and neglect it with numbers, and but something there's there's got to be something going on in his mind when he's in three hole thinking I I don't know I could I'm I'm not him and I can't read mine so he I doesn't even you. take the approach of a normal uh, yeah, three zone and, three hole hitter and, and eventually when you get that many games under your belt if if you're not I mean you're if you're a hitter it's going to come out. We tried it last year, I know, too. But eventually it has to you're just yeah. gonna start hitting. And it just doesn't happen for him. Yeah. Okay. Which is the the enigma that we're in. I mean, I, that's what's so confusing is why eventually that a pure hitter just doesn't come out and start hitting. Well, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know. I, again, this is it, it's gonna be hard for him the way he's playing it right now. He looks that's com- all I'm saying. He looks lost to me. A lot of guesses. Fowler and Wong. They all look a lot lost of guessing. Up there. A lot of guessing right now. They, but again, you know, I don't know. I, 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 it again. This is a tougher question if Fowler's hitting. Then you're like, well, I'm not going to move Fowler out of the leadoff spot. I mean, he does what a leadoff hitter's supposed to do. He walks a lot. He's stealing some bases. He's running on the base, but, but he's not doing anything either. I mean, let's be honest, right? I mean, what's he doing? Nothing. Nothing so, at all. So it's like. Sooner or later, you got to – I mean, put it this way. What's it going to hurt to change it right now? Is it going to hurt anything to change it right now? No. 
No. No. It's not going to hurt nothing. You just want to make it a change. You just want to make it a change that it helps our club, not a change just because of the heck of it. Right? Just just because something that you think is going to help, like you guys were discussing. I like that. I mean, put, put Cup our first, our first batter. Why? Because we don't have a leadoff guy. The guy that's supposed to be a leadoff is not doing so well right now. So guess what? Carp has done the leadoff guy well. So, hey, let's see what, if that works because we don't have any more options, right? Then Pam will, will follow. You put Ozuna, Martinez, Yari, and then you have to battle with with, uh, with Carp down below. I mean, um, Fowler down below. Take some pressure off maybe, I guess. Uh, and then you go with either Wong or Jericho when they come back. But you got to start thinking, man. Guys, think about it. Three guys hitting one or below 200, uh, and we're almost a month away from the season, uh, and you only play eight, you know? So, I mean, we have to start thinking what we're going to do, man. Jimbo, I got those numbers okay. for you. Well, I'm just curious if it's going to be time to give – well, number one, does anybody – before you tell me the numbers, does anybody have any – is Jerko coming off the DL today or no? Does anybody – I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard. Somebody – well, if we what? only had something that could to where you. you could type it in and hit enter and it would give you all kinds of information. Somebody – if somebody could invent that, they would be billionaires. I'm not quite sure. I've got it. I've got this thing in my mind that I'm thinking of that you just type in questions and hit enter, and then immediately there'd be tons of different results for you to get information. Well, we know he was on the 10 day, and they told me there would be no math at this podcast. So I'm not sure how I back uh, back into it. Hamstrings two weeks, and unless you just did it barely, which he didn't look like he did it barely. So two weeks at least. Well, I don't care what they say about ten days or whatever. Well, eight, if, eight, if, eight. so, if he's not coming back, then it's simple. You're you're stuck with him, and you don't get the day off like I was planning to give Carpenter. If I'm correct, and his numbers aren't good against Leicester, are they, Josh? They are not. Um, Jerko and Gregerson could both rejoin the club as early as this week in Chicago. So, right. I mean, we'll we'll hear soon enough. Um, as for Carpenter against Leicester. And actually, the whole entire Cubs pitching staff as a whole in his career, awful. A hundred, uh, he's batting, you know, 147 against Leicester with a 189 OBP. He only has his only good year was really in 2015. He against Leicester, he dang it, Josh, I didn't want yeah. to hear that. Well, and then you're really not going to like this because Carpenter's career against Chicago. He's had his last three years at least have been 143 average, 116 average, and 174 average, and that's all 18 games, you know. Well, each year. That's that's gonna change this series, bro. I feel <laughs> that's that's what I was saying. There's our yep. optimist right there. It's yeah, it's that's it's he's due. Man, I feel it. He's due against the Cubs. That's pretty scary, though, man. Yeah, it, like I said earlier, I think this series with the Cubs is really going to, you know, it, it's going to tell us a lot more about this lineup and what we're going to, what what we should expect. And I think, honestly, like I was talking on Twitter the other night or last night, and the way the Cubs are playing right now, I mean, they lost two out of four in, in Miami. They lost one against Cincinnati, who we just pummeled. And, you know, I think we need to take advantage of this of this series early on. I don't care if it's, you know, 
March, April, May. I don't care how early it is. It's a divisional series. We need to go out. We need to take three, at least at least two, hopefully. And uh, of this Cubs series, of these of this Cubs series, yeah. I mean, this Cubs series, you have to be ecstatic with two and you, three. Yeah, you have to. Well, just the mentality. I'm going in. If I'm a player on the Cardinals, I'm going in thinking these guys aren't playing great baseball. This pitching staff's a little beat up right now. Um, and their guys are struggling hitting. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're all struggling as as a whole. I, I I mean, maybe two two or three games out of their year so far that they've really went out and you know shown up. But for the most part, the Cardinals just need to go in and take take full advantage of uh, this this team playing so poorly right now. Especially uh, going in hot too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. After four in Cincinnati that we just had, I mean, the only thing I worry about is is we did have a lot of walks because they were that wild on the mound for Cincinnati. Um, that's the only thing. I don't want them going in thinking that they're going to be seeing the same, you know, the same uh, routine out there on the mound of walking, walking betters left and right. So that's the only thing I worry about. I hope they go up there and just start swinging at those per- – first pitch fastballs down the middle and get on them early and stay on them late. Yep. Benji, big league question time from you. So, when you're struggling, like a Matt Carpenter is right now, and you know you can hit, what, I mean, what is really one of the only things you can't, I mean, what, what do you, what, what would you do? I mean, listen, these guys are, these guys have been. These guys aren't new pros. They've been pros now for a while. Matt Carpenter's not old. Like okay, but the reality of it is, the game is littered with guys that were good for three or four years, and then they're just not great anymore. I mean, it's. I mean, is well, he just not good, um, or? Uh, go ahead. Oh, Jim. I, I think I, I think it's all mental. I think it's all confidence uh, and mentally. Um, Remember, he, he's been able to do it, like you said. But then all of a sudden, he struggled last year a little bit. He had a little medicine of that. And all of a sudden, he's struggling this year. And you can see it in his, in his mind. You can see it in his, his, his the way he behaves on the plate, the way he when he goes to the – after he, he struck out, you, you can see it. Uh, he's frustrated, man. Like, he's in his head. Like, some guys, you can go through a slump and all of a sudden you can pick it up. Okay, I got it. Here we go. Let's go. But some other guys, you can't do that. You can't pick that up. I mean, some guys don't know how to struggle. And I think Mark Matt Carpenter has shown us as fans that he doesn't know, that he doesn't know how to struggle. For what I've seen two times that he struggled, remember last year he struggled. He didn't know how to come out, and he did come out a little bit. Uh, I don't know. He's shown us that he doesn't he doesn't know how to struggle. So that scares me a little bit. Uh, as a hitter, if you don't know how to struggle and battle back, uh, man, it, it it really could affect your whole game. It really could affect your mind. The best thing that you can have when you're struggling is that you play every day. That's the that's one thing that's in your favor because you you know tomorrow you're gonna get four at bats. You know, the next day you're going to get four at-bats, you know, like that. But but if you are a guy like Garcia and and uh, Munoz or a guy like Jerko sometimes that, you know, he might not get that at, those at-bats every day. So you got to make most of it right away. And if you struggle, it's going to be really tough to get out of it. But 
for Carp. I hope and I pray that his mindset is better, that his mind tells him, let's go and fight through this uh, instead of what I've seen. Uh, I don't like what I've seen from him. I don't like what, whenever he struck out, he, he seems beat up. He seems like, dang, I'm, I'm at the bottom of my thing. I'm, I cannot get out of these. And, and if you guys pay attention, whenever he makes an out, it's like an out that goes deep into his heart. Like, dang, man, I want to get out of this so bad. And, I, and you can see it. So I hope and I pray that he can just battle that and get out of it. But it's mental and confidence, man. Yep, and I agree. And there's a, you know, there's the part of it that, you know, a guy like Ozzy Smith, if he was struggling with the bat, he knew he could still win a ball game, stealing bases with his glove, things like that. Now, we have a friend of the show, Tom Pyle, Moto, who used to say when you're struggling, there's three things that you can do. You can either stay the same, don't change anything, and just battle. And hopefully things will pick up for you. You could actually change. You could try something different. You could raise your hands, lower your hands, get further back in the box, up closer in the box, wherever you want to go. You could change something, and hopefully that adjustment will get you out of it. Or the third thing you should do is you should go back to the basics. And the basics are just go back to your looking for your fast pitch, your fastball, try to jump on it. Don't let balls get by. Be aggressive at the plate. Do the things yes, that got you to the big leagues. And that's where he's yes, missing. Sir. And I don't know if it's – is this the first year or the last year and a half that we've really seen the over-exaggeration of the shift on him on the infield? Does that have him messed up that he has hit some balls hard right into the teeth of the shift? I've seen him hit some balls that are base hits. Yeah. I mean, so he's been thrown out from – from short right center field twice in one one day we were there. Yeah. You want to know when they shift on him though? When when there's two strikes. That's the big shift. Yeah. yeah when when yeah. they know he's trying to get back to the basic yeah. when when the natural instincts of a hitter is okay, I'm going to protect, I'm going to swing, but he's got 19 strikeouts. Yeah. I mean, That's, that that is the big thing that you got to look at is all of a sudden his strikeout rate is so high that there's something going on, and it, I, and I think it has to be, you know, the over-exaggeration of shift is with two strikes, but they still shift on him the entire time. Yeah, it's so, just not Yeah, as, okay. it has to be pressure. It has to be the pressure. Absolutely. So it just get to back to the pressure. basics. It has to be the mindset. And, Jim, well, I let think – Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this, Steve, real quick, and then and then you can keep going. Um, the, 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 the mentality that you have is great, the fastball. Go, go after the fastball. How many times have you guys seen him taking a fastball right down the middle? Go go at it and beat it up. Try to try to get some here. Another opportunity that he has that he haven't done. I've seen 15 at-bats because I have, it, I have a, a little in, in, my, in my game play, in my game book. I have it. I put it opportunities to him. Have a bunt down and get a hit. Get on base just to have the, the average a little bit off. Maybe he's not good swinging. But at least the average will look a little better, so your confidence it doesn't hit the, the it doesn't hit the bottom. You know what I'm saying? So, right. I mean, he has opportunities to bunt too. Bunt your way in. I mean, there's nobody at third base. There's nobody on that side. Bunt your way in. Just try to hit the ball the other way sometimes too. That helps. If you hit a ground ball to a short, I bet you it's a base hit most of the times because they're not there, or third base or whatever. But since you can. Now you have the pressure that you hit a ball hard and your right fielder, second baseman, halfway guy catches it. 
then your confidence is out. Well, you have other ways to, to get out of it. It's just that are you able to do it or are you not? Well, here's, a, you know, all I'm going to say is this. And I, listen, I, uh, again, you, you're, you have a sample size for moving him. You do, whether you want to admit it or not. You have a sample size to put him back in the last spot. And you just did it no less than eight months ago. And when you move Fowler, he did better. So my point is, you've got you've done it before in the past, and it's worked. So rather than do nothing, I don't know how you lose here. I really don't. Now, again, um, I know what we'd love to have in an ideal world, right? I mean, you know, you'd love to have Fowler, you know, getting on base, taking a lot of walks out of that leadoff spot, you know, fam driving balls, Fowler runs the base as well, blah, blah, blah. You know, and then Carpenter, you know, he, we know he's a 20-plus home run guy when he's hitting well and, you know, and getting on in front of Ozuna. But guess what? It's not happening. It's just not happening. Now, again, I, I, I can live with any answer you want to give. I can live with too soon, Jimbo. Let's go another let, – let's get through this Cubs series and another home series with some nicer weather. Let's get through that and see where we're at. If you want to do that, I'm fine with it. I, I am. I'm okay with it. I, I'm not saying – that this is the end of the world. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that sooner or later, certain things seem pretty obvious to the people that aren't as smart as the people doing it. I don't understand why it's so difficult. Again, I get it. It's fine. Do whatever you got to do. I None of us are privy to the conversations behind closed doors, the commitments that are made. You know, I mean, telling a guy, hey, listen, we're going to stick with you. We're going to do this for a while. Go out there, perform, do whatever. You know, I, those are all real things, and you can talk about how they're bullshit or whatever, but they're real. I'm sure Benji's got a lot of stories about conversations that happen with the manager, with the GM. Com, you know, commitments are made to stick with something and try it. Um, it goes on every day, folks. Okay, so, and just who we have. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is the Jimbo. It's very simple. It's who we have. That's it. We got cards. We got followers. They're supposed to be doing their job. They're supposed to be doing uh, what they do best, and they're not doing it. But you cannot just switch and say, okay, let me have bias for for Wong for a couple series, buddy, or let me have uh, whoever. That sounds like a little the... spot because we don't have a little spot. Let me have somebody for two series, and then I'll send it back to you. No, it doesn't work that way. It's what we have, man. Well, Jim just tried to offer me that trade in fantasy. He wanted he wanted to get rid of Wong and and, and wanted somebody for him, right? I don't have Colton Wong. Hey, I would never have Solarte. That's the Solarte, man. <laughs> well, I that can tell you. Playing in Toronto, it's gonna be good, man. Well, I love him. I've tried to get him numerous times. You go play in that band box. Um, well, listen. I, again, I I'll be curious to see. Let's uh, let's go around the table here. Let's get some predictions for this Cub series because let's face it, this is we're all interested in this. See what happens. Uh, I'll just go around the table here and start to my right. Steve-O, what do you see happening in Chicago this weekend? This this week? Do I have to be optimistic or can you, I be? No, you need to be. My, my, you need to be honest. My gut tells me that they the the Cardinals are going to be scared shitless. They're going to shit. They're going to shit the bed. They're zero for three. 0 for 3. 0 for 3. Because they're scared shitless. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's cold. The The bats haven't been all that great. I, I don't see – I just don't see it. Okay. Go ahead, Josh. 
I'll go the opposite way and say three and zero. I'll be the Holy optimistic moly. one. Holy moly! Okay, Chatwood four nine four ninety one ERA. Lester's at a four four ERA, and Hendricks has a three seven one. But we've actually hit Hendricks in the past. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and say three and zero. Let it uh, let it uh. Let's get on fire here with Waka and Weaver at the end. I mean, I think Wayne will go five and have a solid outing, and then bullpen will pick him up and okay. close it out. All right. Well, I, I, hey, there, there's our optimistic guy for sure, Mitch. That's why we ha- paid you the big dollars coming here and be optimistic. <laughs> Benji, your thoughts? I really believe they're going to do good, man. I, even uh, they came from a really good series where where they uh, a lot of guys had good at bats, a lot of guys had good. Um, you know they got a good series against uh, the Reds, and obviously, like Steve said, might play into my deal. Like the call, you know, it didn't seem like they did very good at home when that freezing weather was was on them. But uh, I'm gonna go with either two and one or three and zero. Oh. I, I think they're gonna win at least two games in Chicago. At least they should. How's that? They should win at least two games in Chicago. I've been. I've always wanted that as a column. WLS wins, losses, and should haves. <laughs> well, you know my favorite stat for the Cardinals <laughs> is plays not made. Plays not made. That's my favorite stat. It's my favorite stat. Oh, um, you're gonna have a big number of those. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, I. You know. I. My. Uh. We. I think we lose two or three here. I think. You know. Again. I. I just. I don't. I, I'm ready to make the change. I don't think they're going to make the change. I think it stays the same. Um, Rizzo's coming back today. You know he's not missing this series. If Rizzo wasn't in the lineup, I'd feel a whole lot better about things because it just seems like every time they need a big hit from somebody, that guy gets it against us. Um, you know, I, here's the deal. I'm just – I love Adam Wainwright. I'm just not a fan right now. I think it's over. Um there's a lot of smoke and mirrors going. You and I sat there the last week and watched a lot of smoke and mirrors with yeah. Milwaukee. Um, and I'm just not a Michael Waka. I'm off the Michael Waka. I've had enough. You're jumping off that bandwagon. Well, I was never really on it, to be honest with you. You took it for a couple of stops. Well, who didn't when yeah. he was dominating and the, when he first came up in the league? And t- Again, I, I've got my hey, own opinion there. How many there. starts does he have, Jimbo? How many stops? <laughs> no, starts. Waka? Yeah, on right the, now, right now. On the right season or in oh, his career? Yeah. Yeah, no, on the season, right now. Oh, I don't know. I don't He's know. going on his fourth. He's going on his fourth? Okay. Yeah, it's the fourth oh, time. I just wanted to know. I'd feel, I, I just, I don't know. I, I just feel like our, you know, the, the, the it didn't, our, our pitching thing didn't work out here. Tyler Chatwood, doesn't that sound like the name of a guy that dominates us? Doesn't it? Doesn't that sound like, like <laughs> when the game's over, you go, sounds, you go, we got dominated by Tyler Effin Chatwood. Doesn't that, doesn't that no. sound like a guy that dominates you? Maybe to you, but to me, it sounds like a guy's gonna get his ass whooped, man. That's, <laughs> that's what it sounds to me. If I was the Cubs, like Chatwood I said, gave I would. Gave up ten runs to, to the freaking Cardinals. That's what he sounds to me. <laughs> no, I like that. I hope I'm wrong. I just have. It's just one of those feelings where I just. I just think that they're dreading, like, we've got to go to another, another 31-degree well, day with that. and play. And I just, don't, I just don't think 
that they're going to be there mentally. I hope I'm wrong, but they're I can just see it going. It. The I'm Cubs are tired of it, too, but though. Coming, but they're coming out of a good series, guys, with the good confidence on them. Yeah, I agree know? with that. Put that on there, too. Yeah, I, I just like I said, it's it's one of those feelings I got, and most of the time I'm pretty optimistic. So I well, hope I, I'm wrong. Well, I'm usually wrong, so this is good. Good. I'm usually wrong, right? Am I not? Well, I tell you what, all you have to do is say something. That Go ahead and say Carpenter can't hit. Go ahead no, and he'll I go ha- over so he can I, get about the, six hits. I have to really believe it. Damn it. Hey, but it's serious, guys. It's serious. We need to start thinking what we're going to do with Fowler, Carp, and Wong if this continues, right? I mean, obviously, if it, if they start hitting, we don't have this conversation anymore. But if they don't and they continue to struggle, what are we going to do? Because I'm, I, I want to win the freaking division. I'm not here to 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 tank the, my season so I can get the first-round pick. I'm not going to do that. I'm here to win the freaking division and battle my butt off in the playoffs. That's what I'm here for, right? So if we have these three guys continuously struggling, we need to make our mind, make up our mind and get something or do something. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, uh, Jerko, I'm reading here in the Derek Gould article, took a little trip down to Florida and got some at-bats this weekend. So they're, uh, they're trying to decide uh, if he's going to come back here. Um, he took an at-bat and hit a dinger down there. Good for him. Um, I'd like to see him get back here and get back in the lineup. Um, I think we could use him. Just my opinion, especially with Lester on the mound against the lefty. For sure. Mm-hmm. Well, We'll see what happens. I think we've all kind of given our predictions here. I think in the end, um, Steve-O and I, while both trying to look at this pragmatically, both hope we're wrong. I would, I, there's nothing I like being wrong more about than when I just don't feel good about something when it comes to my Cardinals. So no issue here whatsoever. Uh, I want to thank everybody for joining us on today's Two Birds on a Bat. My co-host, Steve Flowers, of course. Uh, Josh Potter from Art City Media. Special thanks to them and for all they do. McLight, thank you for all you do for us. And, of course, the great Benji Molina on the M4ByYachty.com hotlines. Don't forget that we come to you from the Patio Studios, and you will be able to catch us this Friday, 12 to 2, Patios. Don't miss our live show. We'll be uh, broadcasting live on Facebook. Uh, you have to be present to win. You show up, sign up for your, uh, for your um, autograph memorabilia from both Yachty and Benji. Uh, we'll also get you signed up for the four green seats that we'll give away during the Cubs series in two, two weeks after this weekend. Uh, again, join us at Patios 12 to 2 this Friday. Uh, special thanks to lineupmedia.fm for all they do for the show, home of Yo Radio. Of course, Brian Allen, Andrew Crock, or I'm sorry, Andrew Allen, Brian Crock, all they do behind the scenes. Find us on our social media pages. We are at Birds on a Bat Show on Twitter, Two Birds on a Bat on Facebook. Invite your friends to like us there as well. Find Birds on a Bat, the Facebook group. Uh, if you want to join that, just uh, send us a, a, a request, and we'll be happy to and happy to accept you as long as you're a Cardinal fan, of course. Um, find us on Instagram as well, Two Birds on a Bat Show. Special thanks to all the great Facebook groups out there that have been so instrumental in helping to grow us. Um, again, I mentioned Mick Light and, of course, Art City Media. Thanks to all their support and all they're doing to promote both lineupmedia.fm and, and, of course, Two Birds on a Bat. Uh, Nate McHenry, RallySquirrel.com, the great Facebook page. Um, all of us here at Two Birds on Our Bat are proud to be a part of the Rally Squirrel Club. Um, it's where you can learn more about being um, a member of the Rally Squirrel Club. RallySquirrel.com, guys, very simple. Uh, for less than the price of a cup of coffee, you too can be a member. I believe 
there's still a few days left in the free promotion to sign up for free and receive the premium content and, of course, register to win the wonderful prizes. Uh, a little birdie told me there may be a Yadier Molina autographed jersey up for giveaway if you're a member of the Rally Squirrel Club. I'll let you Google rallysquirrel.com, go to the site, check it out, maybe sign up, listen a little bit, see if you like it. Um, of course, uh, all the other wonderful Facebook pages, Chris Lawless with Cardinals Nation, Cardinals 24-7. Thank you so much for all you do. Um, like to thank Cardinal Freak, uh, Cardinals 24-7, uh, uh, Everything STL Sports, Team of Rivals Podcast, Birds on the Black. There's some tremendous stuff going on out there, guys. Enjoying it greatly. C70 does a great job. Meet me at Mutual. So many great podcasts, great Facebook pages. Fans of Yachty or Moline is another good one. Uh, St. Louis Cardinals Nation. These are all great Facebook groups, guys. Cardinals Country. Check them out. I know you'll you'll enjoy being a part of the conversation. For all of us here at TwoBirdsOnABat.com, and uh, again, special thanks to InnovativeCompanies.com, Residential, Commercial, Industrial. Doesn't matter. For Randy Green, Stephanie Green, all of us here at Two Birds on a Bat. Let's go birds. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.